Hey guys, Benji and Igor here from the Contractor Evolution Studio. I want you to think for a second about as a contractor and as a business owner, all the demands you have on your time. So there's the minutia, all the small stuff, the, the task lists, the onslaught of questions from staff or customers. There's the steady stream of notifications coming at you through your many, many devices all day. Uh, there's the phone calls you still need to return. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I could go on forever, uh, but you get it. Then there is the higher impact, more strategic stuff that actually moves the business forward. And so the stuff that comes to mind there would be analyzing last quarter's financial statements and learning what you need to tweak so that next quarter is better. Uh, interviewing candidates for the office manager role you need to hire. Maybe there's a big pre-construction meeting with a huge client coming up or you need to build out your strategic plan for next year. Now, the reality is that if you want to be a high-level entrepreneur, you need to be able to discern what is truly important for the organization from this ever-present list of to-dos. You need to learn the power of saying no to the barrage of requests and interruptions that, while they're necessary today, don't have a powerful impact on the business next year and beyond. Yeah, and, and while business gurus and YouTube phonies, they talk nonstop about goal setting and the power of visualization and designing your dream life, few people, I think, have the knowledge and discipline required to actually align those long-term goals with their short-term actions, meaning what they do weekly, daily, monthly. This is what priority management is. Totally. Now, successful leaders, they understand that, yes, there's always a ton to do in business. And while it does need to get done, there truly is a formula to prioritize, delegate, and schedule the things that leave them with enough time and bandwidth that they need in order to be able to focus. Now, one person that does this tremendously well is our guest today. Ryan Stewart from RJS Construction. Now, Ryan runs a general contracting company in the Vancouver area that he started 10 years ago. And he was inspired to start his own business after working for a construction company, a different construction company, where working Saturdays and constant chaos were the norm. Now, while RJS Construction grew steadily in its first few years, the big shift really happened five years ago when he realized that his quality of life and his family time was more important than just purely growing revenue. Now, what happened is, is he dove into this world of disciplined priority management and focused block scheduling, not just for himself, but also for all of his staff. And the results, they've been tremendous. In the past five years, he's created this incredibly balanced lifestyle, working 40 hours a week or less, spending a ton of time with, with his wife, his two young children, and his many friends on the regular awesome adventures that he does on his side-by-side, -side, snowmobiling, skiing, camping, all that kind of fun stuff. Now, while living this awesome lifestyle, he's also 4X'd the size of his team in the past five years at RJS to 25 direct employees that are producing 12 million in revenue this year. And get this, even with all of this awesome stuff going on, he's doubled an already healthy profit margin at RJS. Ryan is so chock full of wisdom and gold nuggets. Some of my favorites from this episode. Uh, he talks about how he protects certain power zones in his calendar that are fully dedicated to thinking through the priorities of the business. He goes in depth into the process he uses to brain dump all those thoughts buzzing around in his head, how he prioritizes them, how he schedules and executes them, and how he does all this in a super methodical way to ensure that no details get missed, but also that he's not never overwhelmed. And lastly, he tells us why he teaches and coaches his staff to develop the same mindset around priority management and block scheduling so that they too can have this level of deep focus. Let's get into what it takes to drive both business success and lifestyle with Ryan Stewart. You're listening to Contractor Evolution, where we unpack the systems, tactics, and skills you need to take your fast-growing contracting business to the next level. If you're here to learn what it takes to scale up, work less, and increase profitability, you've come to the right place. Stay tuned to learn what separates the new breed of contractor from the old school, and welcome to your ultimate guide on the business of contracting. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. It's good to see you, man. See you guys too. 
Let's get right into it. Um, so tell us a little bit about your life pre priority management. Uh, pre priority management uh, was definitely a little messy and chaotic. Um, I mean, every day was shoot from the hip, putting out fires, uh, figuring out stuff as you go. <clears throat> no real plan. Oh, you try to put a plan in your head, but uh, as soon as stuff starts happening, you know the plan's gone out the window, and you're reacting to everything that goes on around you. It's it's tough, and everyone you know stressful, and you know home life and work life. It's uh, it's definitely tough. Mm-hmm. I remember going through something very very similar in the early days. Um, you know, you, you're wasting an unbelievable amount of hours. Uh, mainly because you're letting other people dictate kind of like when you do things, how you do things. There's no intentionality to your day or your week. And it can, it can feel, um, for me at least, it, it really felt like a bit of a hamster wheel. Totally. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you're not even, you're not even the boss. Everyone else is the boss. You're just doing whatever else wants. Totally. Uh, which is, which is, now looking back wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember um, a while, uh, quite a while back having like eight or nine painters. You've got like four or five different job sites going on at every one time. When you aggregate all those people, like all those customers, all those employees, everyone wants something from you. You can easily blow through a 10, 12 hour day and you look back at it and you're like, what have I actually achieved from like a pure revenue generating perspective in my business? And it's really very little. All you've been doing is putting out fires going to the needs of other people and and it doesn't result in you doing anything what i'm curious about ryan for you like you also had a young family at the time what was it like between the business family everything that kids needed from you what did your like day-to-day life look like at that time um it was tough like uh having young kids at home and then you know my wife was uh there with them all day long and you know you work uh 10 12 hours a day or more even sometimes and weekends and you get home and then you've got a kids to deal with and stuff and then put them to bed and then trying to catch up because you know you use that excuse uh what did I do all day so you know kids are in bed it's nine o'clock and now you start actually doing some work totally because you have some free undistracted time right yeah and then you're tired and you're burnt out after doing that for over and over and over totally yeah it's 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 a completely unsustainable pattern was there like a specific moment back in the day where it dawned on you you're just like, yeah, you know what? This doesn't work. I need to make a change here. Totally. It was a few years in business. I mean, we were growing and uh, things were overly going well from what I thought. Uh, You know, we were making money and got some good employees and stuff's happening. But uh, we finished year end and I got my financials and I was looking at it and I was like, hey, we did pretty good. But then I looked at my hours and then I looked at my kids now getting a little bit older and I'm like, it was good, but I worked for this money. Like mm. I worked mm-hmm. really, really hard for this money. You know, I was giving up um, family time more so, which bothered me. I wanted to be a more active dad. Um, but I worked a lot, like weekends, long weekends, nights, early mornings. Like, so even though it looks good, like, is it good and sustainable moving forward? And I, I said to myself, I can't go this level or grow even more and go the way I'm going. Like, <clears throat> one, I'm going to have no relationship with my family or I'm going to get a divorce because I'm mm-hmm. not around my wife. And yeah, I might continue to make money, but at a chaotic, busy, stressful way. Totally. I think I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that moment. They have experienced it before or they're there right now or they're going to soon. So um, that's a really interesting point. Tell us a bit more about like, how is it now? Like, you know, your, your kids are growing up. The RJS is still doing really well. Like, tell us a bit about the balance. Do you have time for recreational activities? Do you hang out with your friends? Like, just just give us a bit of a, a picture of how it's improved since then. Yeah, I mean, it's go back five years. It's dramatically different than five years ago. Um, you know, I probably average under 40 hours a week now versus 50, 60, or, you know, even those 70-hour work weeks where you're just going like crazy. But it's funny when you look back, I actually get more production out of myself and call it my team now working less. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Stress levels lower? Way lower. So like I I think every business business owner has like a level of stress they're under, but that high, high stress is almost non-existent or when it comes, it comes in bursts. 
but because your your time management and your stress levels and your control is so good when those stressful times come you can quickly deal with them and get back to normal mm-hmm yeah, on, on the note of that stress, one of the things I think about sometimes um, that's really front of mind for me is this concept of as a business owner, you, you, you fill so many different seats in the organization. Even when you're doing it right, you fill them at some level and have some level of oversight. And I think that a lot of business owners don't actively think about like how mentally taxing it is if you don't actively manage your priority management and your focuses because you just have so many different things coming at you. And if you think about in a different company, if you've got some really high level, like a head of marketing or a head of sales or head of production or financial control or whatever, even though they might have a pretty high level position, their focus is pretty singular, Mm. right? And for you as a business owner, the thing that I think really has got to be front of mind is that you're actively being pulled in so many different directions all the time. And and there's a huge difference between your job and that of so many others where a person has a more focused role. So unless you're aware of it, kind of like Ryan's, what we're talking about with Ryan here, it's so easy for that to begin to pull you in so many directions. And it's no wonder that most people are stressed and overwhelmed and not able to do these things that they want to do very well because you are pulled in so many of these directions all the time. And the 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 thing that happens when you get to a state of overwhelm is the like the good stuff in your life gets chopped first. Totally. Such like, as? Yeah. Family, friends, fun weekends, camping trips, hunting trips, like dinners out, whatever, whatever it is that brings mm-hmm. color and enjoyment to your life, which we would argue, we've talked about this in other episodes, like I, I would say you, you need that to make it over the long haul. That's, that's the stuff that goes to the wayside and, yeah. and, you know, all work, no play makes Jack a dull boy or Ryan a dull boy in this case. So obviously now you've... um you figured some stuff out, which is awesome. And I, I really want to dive into sort of your habits and practices and the, the way that you manage your calendar, the way that you analyze priorities. And and, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. But Igor, why don't you really quick, just give us like a bit of a step-by-step summary of the priority management <laughs> process. Totally. And I'll say there's really two different things going on here. And, and I think about them as two distinct elements. One is how well somebody manages their time blocks mm. specifically. And that's more of like a focus kind of element of how well can you be focused on one thing and execute that one thing super well. And separate from that is this concept of priority management where you're looking at of all the different things I do, what do I actually prioritize and focus on? So when you look at my schedule, it's pretty blocked out. Like just even when you visually look at it, there's just chunks of time that are dedicated and often color-coded for different kinds of activities. So when I'm doing one thing, I'm super present with that one Mm -hmm. thing. And I know Ryan is as well. And that's one of the things I'm excited to get into with him. But this concept of like, you can really only do one thing really well, um, is a pretty powerful one. And when you let yourself get, like there's, you let distractions in, whether it's through your phone or people walking into your office or you being like mentally drifting, um, you just, you cannot execute on, on multiple things at one time. So that's kind of the first concept is like, you have to, you have to be able to look at your calendar and protect zones of it and say like I'm going to protect this time the phone is off the door is closed um there's all, like all the notifications of the computer are off like I'm sitting down and I'm doing this one thing well so that's a part of it that's in, and I'd call that block scheduling the other part of this is how you figure out like from a priority management perspective what you're actively going to go and focus on so there's two different paradigms here right paradigm and 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 the first one here the paradigm one is like where you've got you've got a situation where other people can impact what goes into your mind and your energy and your focus. And that's where I think most people, when I see like, especially in the contracting space, a lot of business owners run around like this, right? You've got what is what is your most scarce resource, your focus, your time, your energy, and you let something from the total outside come and derail mm-hmm. what you want to do, whether it's a customer, whether it's an employee, whether it's the accountant or the lawyer, whatever calling. And the idea is like, how do you flip that and say, what is actually most important for me, for the organization, for what I want to achieve and structure your week and your day around that? That's a totally different paradigm shift, right? And the way to do that is that you, you first have to be clear on what your goals and your priorities are, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's over the year, over a quarter, over a month, over a week, whatever. 
But you have to be able to say, here's what I want to go out and achieve, whether that's certain initiatives in the business, like I really need to hire an operations manager and a financial controller, or whether it's more simple, like we got to get six estimates done and pushed out the door this week with proposals out, or we got to produce a certain number of hours or get to completion of these jobs or whatever. But you have to be able to say like, here's what I want to go and do. And then, and then from there break down like, Hey, here are the tasks and the specific things that need to happen and literally write them out. And again, I want to really get into this with Ryan, but it's that mental exercise within these time blocks I talked about where you sit down and you're like, for me to achieve this goal or this initiative, on a piece of paper or an Excel file or whatever, here's the list of stuff Mm -hmm. that I need to get done. And here's how long each of these things is going to take. And here's the level of priority, right? So if I need to sit down, I'm hiring new people. Okay. So I got to hire, I need to figure out what is, um, what is this like ideal candidate profile even like of this person that needs an hour and a half of my focused energy. If I'm going to hire someone well for the right position. And then I need to really think through tactically that job posting and not just throw, just throw some shit together in like 20 minutes. I mean, like (laughs) sit down, think through it. Right. And then I need to sit down and think through what is going to be the full recruitment strategy and advertising strategy for this. And there's, I'm just illustrating some simple examples, but I think you get the idea is like all of this requires pretty focused thought, right? You're breaking it down into, breaking its, it down. into its constituent parts. Exactly. Right. So there's, there's a level of analysis that's required to understand the whole in terms of the thing, the, the parts that make it up. But the important thing that you just said is it comes from you. Exactly. It was like, what do you and your business, what do you want to do? And that's the starting point. Not what is the person on the phone demanding? What is my customer for exactly. my, my, my employee need on site right now? Like it's, it's like, and the word you said a few minutes ago that I really like is you're protecting zones. Cause we all know as business totally. owners, there's like, so there's all these tentacles coming in on your schedule and your time trying to take it away from you. And, More and than in any other kind of job. Totally, totally. Yeah. So it's it's your job to kind of like box that out and be like, no, right now I am creating the ideal candidate profile or I'm reviewing my numbers from last quarter or I'm totally. doing whatever it is that I did in the brain dump, which we're going to talk about in a second, that is going to lead me towards those goals. Exactly, exactly. Now on, on the concept of priority management, here's the other complexity that comes in is everything is a priority, right? And everything's important. So one of the, the the hallmarks of what I see in great leaders is who can actually distinguish what is truly a priority and, and what isn't, right? right. It's because it's the selection of the things that you don't do that are often the most pivotal and important decisions. Because if you did everything you wanted to do, or you felt that was important, you'd be working like a hundred hours in a week, right? So it's basically being able to say, okay, if we need to get these people hired by mid June, and right now it's the third of May, what needs to happen in the next week for that process to move forward and what doesn't need to happen and to be able to break that down. And I call that like this prioritization. And at a most basic level, you can just simply call it A, B, or C, like what is an A priority this week? versus what feels important but could really happen next week. So it's really being able to make those judgment calls of what's factually high priority right now and then looking at how long is this going to take, right? And and so here's a key point I want to make is, is when you're properly managing your priorities, you're going through this mental exercise of mapping a week before you schedule these blocks into your calendar versus the other way around versus, you know, where it's like, okay, I got to hire this person. I'm going to stick this into the calendar. Customer... Smith wants to meet at this time. Uh, these employees need me at this time. These other employees need me at that time, right? And you just like throw this stuff, like a little jigsaw puzzle, and you're like, okay, how much can I possibly cram into these five days or maybe seven days, right, into my calendar versus blank slate calendar going into a week and saying, what needs to happen this week? Mm-hmm. Those are two totally different ways of going about stuffing stuff into a schedule, right? And and what I'd argue is, is that this approach of sitting down methodically thinking every week, what needs to happen here is, is the really important one. And about, was it seven, eight years ago, I had a priority management coach and for about a year and a half, she would force me to think through these things every single week. So I had a two hour block with her at the end of every week where we would be mapping out the next week. And she's the one that asked me these really, really critical questions of, you know, and I had, uh, I think I had 19 direct reports at that time. And, and it was always a question of like, what is the priority this week, Igor? Right. And, and 
is that actually important? Like she would grill me and like explain to me why that is actually important, right? And then once we diluted that list down, then we'd look at how long is it going to take? Where's the smartest for it to go, for it to not go, so on and so forth. But most people will completely skip over or miss on that one and just go stuff, stuff, stuff things into their schedule. Or they don't see the difference that like there is a distinction between an A priority and a C priority. And this is the part where it is kind of a learned skill at some point. It's, it's if, mm-hmm. if you, if you haven't maybe been trained or um, ha- haven't learned what Ryan has learned over the years, it's all going to look really, 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 <laughs> everything's an A priority and everything right. needs to get done this week. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and right. I think, I think the smartest people can really distinguish what not to do. I was just going to say, I think uh, when you're tired and stressed out too, and you maybe do get some time to work on some priorities, the A priority that might be a bigger thinking, longer hour one tends to get put aside. And the, maybe the easy fun C one is the, is the one that you do when you get some time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That happens um, a lot also. My, my, my grandpa is, uh, was a, a really high level military general, like, like thousands and thousands of people you know, indirectly under him. But one of the things I remember he told me, he used to tell me when I was quite young, he's like, most people don't really think so much because it's the hardest work there is. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, especially when you're like mentally tired, especially in this construction kind of contracting environment where there's just so many variables, there's so many people involved. Like this isn't like a technology company is based on people and you're running around there's different sites and different customers and employees and stuff. And at the end of the day, it's like the energy to sit down and think can be, Mm-hmm. can be pretty challenging. Anyway, in, enough about my thoughts. What, what I'm curious is, is so Ryan, for you, tell me a bit about how this framework of, of priority management and then block scheduling effectively, how it works for you. Like when, when do you find that time to priority manage? And what does that, what does that process look like in your world? So I, uh, the f- first thing I started doing was block scheduling out my scheduling, mm-hmm. like actually taking time aside to, put together my schedule. Right. So scheduling time for scheduling. Scheduling very time meta. for scheduling. <laughs> um, if you're just doing it random, it's it's going to be random. It's going to get messy and chaotic. So uh, I tend to do it Monday mornings. Um, uh, I, I leave my Monday morning open for that. Kind of look at the day, the week, the month, two, even two months, six months, even really a year. Like if you have stuff as far as a year out, put it in your schedule and then it's there. Put it as a, one month reminder before so you know what's coming up that's an important um, i'll just i'll just pause there that that is an important prerequisite for this like you understand your strategic plan you understand your annual goals those are broken down quarterly that's what you refer back to each monday morning when you're like okay what really matters this week mm-hmm. it's not just like yeah what's 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 the what's the theme of the week i'll just throw some stuff in here you're, you're referring back to something that is very 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 premeditated right Okay, so you've got the goal, Monday morning, you're thinking through it, then what? So, uh, yeah, sit down, schedule out the whole, uh, like, first is the day and the week you kind of look at, and then you look beyond there. Mm-hmm. Um, and put as much stuff as you can in there, but you also have to have the space for, we're in construction, you know, something might come up on site, one of your guys wants to talk to you. Like you do have to allow that, you can't. Totally yeah, I was going to ask this. So th- this is really interesting. Monday morning, and and I almost kind of love that you bring that up because my Monday mornings are, uh, I'm almost like opposite for better or worse. I've always been in very focused like people and team meetings right for Monday morning. Why do you choose Monday morning? And my main question that I'm actually very curious about is how do you not like have that or that, you know, where people are starting the week and they need this and that from you as the week kicks off, how do you deal with that stuff? So I think uh, Monday morning, construction is typically a pretty busy uh busy time like for the sites itself Mm -hmm. right the office tends to be not uh too bad we're doing a lot more admin in the office um we tend to do our call it people meetings and getting all of that stuff uh, for tuesdays because especially if some sites were maybe open on the weekend or whatnot some trades on it so stuff pops up so we let kind of the sites get organized and what they need for the week and then we kind of meet on that on tuesdays and then if we need to adjust any schedules or whatnot, we kind of do it from from there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And on that Monday morning, are you at the office or where do you, t- just paint the picture for me, like so you, so you wake up in the morning, what is your, like where do you go? How do you get in the right headspace to actually think? So I go to the office. Um, I, uh, like 
I usually get there a little bit earlier than everyone else. Um, I like that quiet time to myself every every Monday morning. Um, usually about two hours, and then kind of the office team will kind of mm-hmm. do a quick touch base. No official meeting or anything, just see if anyone needs anything at that time. And then I'll move into, you know, working on my priorities uh, through cool. that day. But Monday's a kind of a big admin day for, cool. for me. Tell us a bit about your, your brain dump process. Yeah, so this, the start to being able to schedule all that out and setting your priorities and when to put it all, um, you know, everyone's got all these thoughts in their head. Yeah. And it's it's getting those thoughts out of our head because, you know, especially when you get a uh, you know busy home life, busy work, and like you're talking construction, there's so many stakeholders, there's so much mm-hmm. going around. You can't, you can't keep it in your head. Um, you might keep the very, very important things that are top priority, but all the other stuff will get lost and then a month will go by and it's like, right. oh, I keep forgetting about that, but that's coming up in two yeah. months. So where, where do you do stuff. that? Where do you keep these thoughts? So I brain dump, uh, I use uh, my phone. Um, okay. So we run Microsoft Office 365 yeah. and we use uh, Microsoft to do in the whole company. Cool. Um, so I have one list called brain dump and I quickly put it into there because sometimes these thoughts will pop in our head or something comes in there, just get it in there. You can organize it later when you have you know mm-hmm. you're working on your scheduling time but you got to get it out of the brain you got to put it in that brain dump so i have two I have personal brain dump and i have work brain dumps to keep them, to keep them separate um and then from there i organize them like you're talking priorities and when i have when i'm working on my scheduling is it something i don't need to worry about for two months is it something i need to worry about this week um and then kind of organize it from from cool. there. So you've got you have this this list in your pocket that's you know however many items long, and it's it's always changing. Stuff is getting crossed off, but then stuff is getting added to it. And there's seemingly all these tasks. How, how do you like go about looking at it and saying this is critical needs to be done by end of day Friday? This is it's really important, but I actually don't need to worry about this for mm. a few weeks. I think. Uh, like if, if you've been doing your strategic planning and kind of like your longer term goals, you can kind of look at it that way. I mean, maybe an employee quit and you've got to get that position filled and maybe that changed to be your priority. But uh, if you're setting your your bigger goals, everything is all the little goal, little things are moving in the direction to complete the big one. Um, so I think you're prioritizing in, in that way. And I mean, construction is a little bit chaotic. So things do change on site. So you do have to sometimes be a little reactionary yeah. and maybe change your priorities. Um, but if you're not organized and you're not doing the other priorities, you're always shooting from the hip. You're always putting out fires every day because the fires just never end because nothing is, is planned yeah. out and all those preventative things um, mm-hmm. could have been usually taken care of ahead of time. Totally. Yeah, it's such a good point. And, and we, I think we hear this from people a lot, which is what's the point of making a plan when things change? But, and, and I'm curious to get you know, your, your guys' take on that, on, on how you interpret that question. But one of the, the things that is fundamentally true is that if you don't know your plan, you have no lens through which to look at it through, right? You know, so to your question, Benji, for, for Ryan, one of the key things I think he just said is, well, I decide based on what the strategic plan is. So there's an assumption there, right? And with, in Ryan's case, I know he spends a lot of time building annual and quarterly strategic plans. Like you have to know where you're wanting to take this company because otherwise there's no lens to look through mm-hmm. that, you know, to look at that priority through. Totally. Right. And I, uh, I think, you know, doing strategic plans, if you don't prioritize your time to make a strategic plan, you're not even going to have that in place. So exactly. You know, I think for, for years I did, um, yeah, I kind of have an idea maybe in my head where I want to take the company, but it's just going and it's exactly, you know, and you, you, it's, it, it's chaos every day. And, um, some people love the chaos. Uh, I particularly don't, it's, uh, it's too many hours. Um, like you said, you give up too much fun stuff. I have more fun now than yeah. I, than I did before. And I think for your employees too, like, um, I think construction has a big burnout rate. Um, you know, people move to other companies, because that company maybe was chaos all the time and they're working 10 hours a day, mm-hmm. 12 hours a day. They're working Saturdays. Their wife's mad at them. They're not spending time with their kids. Um, it, it's it's not just me, but it's the, the whole team and the company. And when you can get the whole company operating like that, you're not going to have that turnover in the company. They're going to be happy to work there because 
they have a balanced life and yeah there there is a there is a culture of chaos i think that mm -hmm. surrounds construction and contracting mm -hmm. and this stuff that we're talking about right now this is kind of the antidote to it totally. it takes time it's a learned skill but when you look at the, the the construction companies that you know like rjs uh there, there's a sense of control. There's a sense of calmness. It's not to say that fires never erupt, but you guys are so much better equipped to handle that when it does happen because these practices uh, are there. Now, going back to your brain dump for a second, you've got this list. It's changing all the time. Some stuff is critical. Some stuff is, you know, we can do it later. Where do you go from there? Like, do you act like, do you like write out a weekly plan on a piece of paper? Does it go into software? Like, how do you actually schedule this? So if, if it's priority for the day, it'll be scheduled in that day, usually already scheduled. But say an item did come up from the last week and you've got to adjust it, I, I'll have the slush time in there. If it's really, really important, I can throw it in a, in a slush block there and, and, and deal with it at that time. Um, or maybe it's a, t uh, a priority for, maybe not me directly, but... I've got the priority and I have it on my brain dump, but I, maybe I'm giving it to one of my PMs or my totally. office manager, or, you know, moving it on to someone else's priority task list, or maybe it's to a consultant or mm -hmm. the city or, or putting it in the, putting it in the right place for someone else to deal with. Um, Cause if, if you've brain dumped all these priorities and maybe it's not you doing it, but you have to give that to someone else, totally. it might take all of 30 seconds or a mm -hmm. minute to send an email, to put it onto someone else's mm -hmm. plate but if you haven't brain dumped it and it, it kept getting put on the back burner for weeks and now uh, maybe it was uh, a city uh, you had to get a hold of for something that's holding up your permit. Well, now you're holding up your permit and your construction because you didn't spend that one minute. Because yep. the priorities don't always have to be big items. They could be as Very simple small. as contacting yep. this one yep. person. Or, or You have to think through it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the key. But when you have 100 items in your head... yeah. You can't uh, you can't manage all that. It's just it's too much. And I think when you when you brain dump it off your head, there's like an instant sense of uh, like relief in mm -hmm. your head. You your brain is freer. You you know it's down. You know you know you're going to get to it. It's not going to get missed. Um, your brain is freer to have critical thinking or thinking further in the future. You know stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred um, percent. One of the things that uh, that I am curious about, just as we're talking about this like process stuff. So once you once you have this 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 brain dump and you're you're looking at it on a Monday morning, what are like where literally does it go from there? You then then what, once you prioritize the moving it straight to your calendar, then that you strictly follow throughout the week. What's what's the tactical thing that happens thereafter? Yeah. So um, I do that Monday, and then uh, I'll get through my tasks. Uh, and then if I've got to take stuff to other people, um, a lot of them usually have now where the companies to do with my team. So on our team office meeting or with our field meetings, um, we'll all set the priorities for even those because that might be part of my um, my brain dump um, or giving more tasks to other people and then just kind of executing uh, through them. And um, when they're scheduled, like if, you, if you've got that block time of an hour and a half to work on, say, change orders or something that you're working on, um, you stick to that time. You don't, you don't let your phone distract you. You don't have your uh, office door as a revolving door and everyone coming in asking mm -hmm. these little menial questions that they, they could deal with themselves. But if you've always allowed yourself to be open to those distractions, it'll just be constant and you... You know, you hear it from guys like, oh, I need to come in on Saturday because I need the alone time to get through those change orders because all day, mm -hmm. all week, everyone else was taking up my time. So when you're, when you're doing uh, your, your block time and if it's on your schedule, don't decide to do something different just because you feel like it. Finish, finish that item because when you finish that item, you're going to feel mm -hmm. much better. And I mean, I know things come up, but uh, I mean, we talked about it before, like there's technically no emergency. Yeah, there's there's no emergency even in construction. Yeah. I know people think it like, oh, this happened, that happened. Well, yeah. if you want to understand emergency, you should talk to an ER doctor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they say, well, what if the fire's building's on fire? Call the fire department. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, there is no emergency, so work on what you're doing, and and also your team should be doing the same. Like, like there is no emergency. You can you can add it to the brain dump if it's come up, and it might become a real high priority. 
but it's not something you need to drop everything for totally. to deal with. That's yeah. the protecting part. That, yeah. That's that's the that's the like, yeah, no, I, I get that that seems important to you right now, but all you're doing is shifting one of your totally. to-dos to exactly. my to-do. And this is where the discipline comes in. That's the power of no. You're saying, yeah. it's like, no. Totally. Like, I will get to that end of day. I'm in the middle of 100%. blank X task right now that is in my schedule and I'm sticking to it. I believe you use Outlook. We're Google Calendar people. Some people use a use a. I think you know JD uses a pen and paper like old school calendar. I don't. I don't know that it really matters what's like. Do whatever works for you. But the point is, there's a centralized place where all the tasks on your brain dump get put, and then you just wake up and execute and follow what it says there. It's almost a bit robotic. It's 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 almost a bit you're just like, okay, this is what it says I'm doing at 10, therefore that's what I'm doing. It is important to say like it is your plan is a best guess. It's not always going to be perfect, but if you can follow it, I'm going to say 90% of the time, you stand a very 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 good chance of hitting those goals. Now the foundation yeah, I just want to highlight though the really foundational piece to what you're saying, it doesn't matter whether it goes in a paper calendar, or Google Calendar, or Outlook or whatever, what matters is that you take the time to think through what goes in there versus other people dictating what goes in there, right? That that that's the key thing and and the biggest thing I'm taking away from this conversation is is Ryan's, you know, in his case it's a Monday morning, but like you take that time like it's in there, like religiously in there that, uh, that, that is protected. And that's where you think through what you're actually going to go and do. Um, one of the things that, that I've always really, really appreciated about you, Ryan is, is the amount of time and focus that you spend on, on, on all the things you love outside of work, your family, your children, your hobbies, um, your own like mental and, and physical well-being. Tell me a bit about like, how does that get scheduled? You, you just mentioned you have two brain dumps, brain dumps that you, you know, you have the business one and the personal one. Um, you, you have a personal kind of list, like a family yeah. list, right? Is, is it is it literally like that? How do you uh, prioritize that stuff in the midst of all the crazy things that go on in, in running a construction company as big as yours? Tell me a bit about that world. Yeah, so I... I make my personal brain dump almost my top priority. Um, mm. I make sure that I've I've scheduled out my time for, you know, I like the outdoors, so camping with the kids or, um, you know, any anything really with the family, I, I ensure that I, I've got that in my mm. schedule. I mean, work is important, but the home life is really important as well. Um, I think if your home life is chaotic and messy, how can you be effective at, at mm -hmm. work? Um, you know, if you're coming to work stressed out from home, how, how does that help you at work? And uh, I mean, as we all probably know, work is endless. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you could schedule 20 hours a day and you could work 20 hours a day. But you, that work-life balance is something that is important. Mm -hmm. um, and I know throughout the year and different years, it probably goes back and forth a little bit. But that you still do prioritize your, your home as well. Like I have two young kids, so it is important to me. And I, I think if you probably statistically, there's probably a very high divorce rate in uh, mm -hmm. is business owners yep. because business owners can tend to put all of their energy into their business because mm -hmm. they want to get it to this level and get here and they're striving so hard for it. And then in the middle of it, they got a divorce and it derailed the whole thing. And now they're they're grumpy and they're, you know, they're coming to work like that. So, totally. so like, what have you achieved? <laughs> what, have, what have you achieved? So I, I think, you know, the priorities for home and personal are, are just as important as, as the work and the balance between them. Mm -hmm. Did those go in your calendar first or somewhere close to first? Pretty much uh, first. Yeah. So I will prioritize like if my kids got uh, a band recital or something in there, or maybe we got a special time we're going fishing or something. I, I ensure that's put in there. And nothing deviates it from from doing that because, I mean, mm -hmm. we all probably felt it as a kid. Like my dad was a very hard worker, um, and it would be like, "Hey, we had this plan Saturday, but sorry, this came up, so now we can't go." Mm -hmm. Well, how do you how do you feel as a as a as a kid? You know, you're not doing that anymore. And and when you talk to most parents when they get older, they're like, "It didn't really matter." Mm -hmm. Now that I look back on it, because um, the work is always there. It will never end. And there will oh. always be someone willing to take your time uh, away from it. Totally. 100%. And that's on on the brain dump, I wanted to say, like, I, I, I do believe in technology. I think technology is super powerful. Um, but I also think it can be a distraction. So when I'm at home, I tend to have my phone just uh, kind of left on the little side table in our kitchen on the charger. 
And when I'm doing stuff at home, I don't have it on me all the time. So if, if I have brain dump stuff that I, that I get when I'm at home, I, I have just a tiny little notepad and I write it on the notepad. And then when I get to work in the morning, then I will input it Transfer into it over. My, my system because everyone's probably done it. You know, you pick up the phone or you jump totally. on your computer quick or you see an email, you see that email and it's like two hours goes yeah. by and it's nine totally. o'clock. And you're like, oh, I didn't want to do this. I wanted to do the, the other things at home. That's one of the things I've, I've always really admired about you is like, like you, you're a very present business owner, which you can't, you actually can't say about all business owners. And I think a lot of it has to do with, with this set of habits. So like when you, so we, we've talked a bit about brain dumping, we've talked a bit about, you know, prioritizing, you put it in a schedule. Now it comes time to actually execute and follow the path that you've laid out for yourself that hopefully leads you to your goals. When you've got a, a two hour work block to do something really important, are there, are there steps you take to make sure that you are locked in, you're distraction free, and you're going to get the most out of that time that you've allocated? Yeah, totally. So I mean, it developed more over the years, but uh, the first one I started doing um, was the phone. The phone is a great tool, but it's also a super distracting tool. So if I'm working on invoicing at the end of the month, and that's my priority for this two-hour block, uh, my phone ringer will be off and upside down on my desk. Um, I will mm -hmm. work away on the computer. Also, I uh, have my office door closed so that everyone knows I'm working on something. And because we run uh, Office 365, if, if someone needs something, they will shoot me a message on there and it'll sit on there till when I'm done and then mm -hmm. I can get back to them. Um, the other thing is uh, myself and the whole company, all of our alerts are off. So no Outlook alert, no uh, Teams message or WhatsApp or really? Instagram or whatever you got. Everything is off. So for everybody. For Notifications, everyone. we yeah. don't need them. Yeah, I had some big pushback when I... Like I first, I started doing it and then I had pushback from my own. They're like, well, I, I need to see that. Like, I need to know about this. And I'm like, well, no, because if you're working on this for an hour, it doesn't matter if you do this now or after you finish that totally. task and then get to that item. Um, and I, I find it like, I'd say emails are pretty distracting nowadays for a lot of business owners. And if you've got this thing popping up in the corner of your screen constantly, totally. how much are you working on that invoicing when you're constantly reading the little caption on the email down below? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I was waiting for that. And you jump over the email. Mm -hmm. And it, then you totally just, your mental train of thought just completely broke apart. Right? And totally. it take, yeah. it, people don't realize how long it takes to get back to Mentally, that state of yeah. focus. Like, it's a few minutes. And it, yeah. But it's a, if it's a few minutes every couple minutes, you like you're you're it's nowhere yeah. you're nowhere so you've you've actually like you've sort of indoctrinated some rules into your team about this like they know when your office door is closed you're focused don't interrupt them nothing's an emergency it can wait two hours until the block 100%. is done and this is like this is a really relevant and timely conversation given where we're at right now in society even compared to like let's say 10 years ago mm-hmm there are thousands and thousands of designers and engineers that make our phones to capture as much of your attention as possible. There are hundreds of notifications that come up on your screen unless you do something about them. There is this just like, it's a, it's a little scary to think about, but it seems like everyone is just shifting towards this like shorter and shorter and shorter attention span. And, and I think if you're trying to run your business with the attention span of a goldfish that is hugely problematic and there's but there, the point is there's stuff that you can do about this while you know the tentacles are trying to grab your totally. attention there are it's your job small, to, it's your job to yeah. block it out so totally. like simple like small things for me is you know you put your phone face down mine goes on airplane mode and there's a couch across from my desk that i if i have an important meeting i throw it over there it's out 100%. of arm's reach and it's on airplane mode Office doors closed. The other thing I do every morning when I wake up is I put my computer on do not disturb. I don't need a single yeah. notification from Slack or from email or from whatever. I will. There's a, there's a designated slot at the end of my day when I get back to people on those things. And it's, it's not perfect. There are still things that derail me, but these, these little tactical things you can do to create focus for yourself that's that's the difference maker in, in my yeah. experience. I think that people need to be aware of the amount of like notifications or distractions, whether the literal, literal notifications like on your phone or computer, 
or otherwise are these distractions that you let into your life. Like I'm blown away by how many pretty high level leaders that whether they realize it or not, they are in a pretty high level position and they need to protect their mental space. Yet the things that they allow in right from that, like, is it whether it's Slack or Microsoft teams, like the notifications, the WhatsApp, the text messages, the phone calls, the emails, all these things are fighting for your attention, but you can turn them off. Mm-hmm. And you need to turn them off. I think, uh, like the technology, so technology distraction is is one. But then there's the other human distraction. Yeah. And I think it's um, you know prioritizing your time, but also working with your team um, mm-hmm. to make sure that their understanding of the time priority for one themselves, but also to distract your own your own time. So if if someone is say coming to me mm-hmm. with a problem or whatever. They're not just saying like the statement, Hey, the, the wall uh, doesn't work or the, the wall framing doesn't work. Okay. That's a statement, but what, what is behind it? Like, have you, what's all the data behind why it doesn't work? Do we have some solutions who needs to be involved? Like the whole picture mm-hmm. of it. And I think that's part of the training too, is when they're coming to get your, your time and attention for it, that they're ready Mm-hmm. Uh, for it not like where you're going to have to give them all the tasks that yeah, they totally. should have already done and yeah. now they're going to come and take yeah, more you, time they're, they're, they're taking they're coming with a problem and putting that problem on, on you. your shoulders yeah. yeah yeah so like one of the things that you know Mabel does in our, in our team is uh, she ensures that if someone comes to me with something they're not coming with their problem to me right it's not it's not my job to take your problem it's, it's my job to check off on what direction we're taking something yep. in the company. Right. So you need to either come with the solution for approval or come with like, hey, here's the three options. I want to run this by you. Are we, is it a yes or no? Is it an A, B, or C? But right. don't come to me with your problem. Mm-hmm. I felt for a long time that people are way better problem finders than they are problem solvers. Totally. And and it's you, like it's an expectation setting thing. I'm sure there's conversations you have with staff when they've been hired about this. Like you're like this is how this works here. Yeah. I don't want you to show up. I don't want you to show up with hey, here's an issue. I want you to show up with here's an issue. I've identified this is the root cause. Here are a couple potential solutions. Yeah. Can you give me? Can you push the needle in one way or another? And you look at it quickly. You give it your experience, uh, your thought, and you say, yeah, I, th- I think this will work. Go try it. That's a totally different conversation totally. than like something broke and I'm desperate for your help. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Let's let's move forward on, sure. on 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 this note. I want to talk about one really fascinating subject, which is which is how Ryan has kind of trained this level of thought, not just and this discipline and focus, not just into himself, but but to the team. Let, let's dive a bit into that because that's a critical part of the success formula of RJS. Yeah, I think well, it started it started with me first. Like yeah. I I'm not going to be able to train my team or make changes in the team until I'm organized. So 100%. the first was months of changing this and finding out the system that works for me. Cause I mean, talking to other people where, you know, I'm telling them that they need some changes in their company or their life. And, you know, they, they try it for a couple of days or a week. Well, that's not enough time. It, 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 it takes repetitive time to get into this mode and, and, and then, once you start to do it, then you start to get the time freed up and you get better and better and better and better at it. And then as you start knocking those things off your list, you know, the next step is when you're not dialed in, but once you're good, then you can start to move it into your team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can start to prioritize the the training of your team mm-hmm. to follow the same things you're doing. And same thing, it's not going to take a couple days or a week. It's it's months of repetitive Totally. regular meetings to to get them on board with this and you, you're going to have people that are going to push back because naturally people don't like change it's they have to think differently they have to retrain the way they're doing it especially if they have been doing it a certain way for a long time but it's finding the the ones that would adopt the changes early and working with them mostly and putting your energy into them and then having mm-hmm. them help you with the rest of the team to change things. What what roles within RJS does this really matter for? I, I, I it can't be absolutely. Ever, I'm I'm sure a laborer, um, on, like on site that's that's pushing a broom or doing like relatively physical stuff is not like creating a weekly block schedule and a strategic plan. But there would be other roles for whom it's critical. Where where do you where, where did you apply this effort first within your team? 
So the effort first was uh, to Karen, my office manager, who worked with me because she was very on board with this stuff too, worked with me um, to kind of move this forward to the team. And then it was the office management, so the project managers and the coordinators. And then from there, it moved to the site. So once we kind of got the office going, then myself and the office starts working with the field team to start doing the same thing where even now it's to the point where the supers are now starting to kind of do it with the laborers. Cause if you're a laborer, especially in a general contractor, you might want to be, you know, you might be young and just getting your experience. You might want to be a foreman and a superintendent and a project manager one day. So being able to learn these things early, early. even if you're not fully adopting them, but mm-hmm. you have some sort of a sense of priority management just makes it easier as they move just, into those just, management you're, roles. You're almost doing like a simplified version of it. There's there's like there's like grade one, there's grade one level, and then there's you know wherever you're at, mm-hmm. and and you're you're teaching them some some solid fundamentals early so that they can grow into the skills that a project manager needs one day, or or an operations manager yeah. needs one day, or a business owner needs one day. So it's you've 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 started with an office manager and I'm assuming sat next to her and showed her how you brained up and how you prioritize and how you weekly schedule. Mm -hmm. And she's adopted that now too, but it's trickled its way down to almost every level of the organization. Absolutely. So what, what level of priority management and block scheduling would like a site super be operating on right now? So, I mean, for their stuff, I mean, they're not, uh, like from an office side, implementing new things Mm -hmm. and doing that, but just getting it done. Their stuff is uh, big time on their, on their schedules, the schedule mm-hmm. of the project. And I know things change, uh, especially recently with uh, supply chains and whatnot. <laughs> but um, if at least if you have a roadmap and it's it's laid out and they're, they're staying on top of it, um, you know, they're doing stuff earlier to prevent those those fires from, from happening. Because mm-hmm. usually those fires start on the, in the site and then, you know, work their way right. up. So the more that are dealt with down at the field level, less will come to the office. So everyone will have more time to work on the stuff that they want to work on that's important. It's not eating mm-hmm. up their time and, you know, right. those last minutes. Yeah. And and do these site supers, for, do they, for instance, have dedicated time in their schedule every week where they're just thinking through their priority management for that week or the one after? So the one uh, we actually, we do what's called uh, GSR, mm-hmm. goal setting and review. So that is a very specific time where they're actually working with someone else to ensure that they're priorities are laid out mm-hmm. for the week the month uh you know way cool. out because you know certain things like um just an example is was a fire shutters um for jobs well with covid uh stuff like those are taking much longer to get mm-hmm. so you know y- you can't think of that two weeks before you've got to think of ordering that months before right. so if you didn't prioritize looking at your schedule and blocking that and having the time to look at it now you get to the end of the project and you can't get your final inspection because this item you didn't deal with two months before. Totally. So those are the kind of fires that I think people deal with. And some will think it's just normal because yeah. it's been going on so long. But if that yeah. was looked at much earlier, maybe you didn't have to pay to rush delivery yeah, or, totally. or whatever. Yeah. And fundamentally, your job as a leader is really to coach and train your people to stay disciplined and focused on managing their priorities mm-hmm. and their focuses. That's... I can't imagine though, like while that is the goal and you've, you've, you're, you're there now, like this culture of chaos thing, I think is super real. You must've had some pushback from staff, from people on your team. You're like, Hey, you're going to sit down for two hours a week and do like follow these steps. They're probably like, what, what the hell is this about? Like, let me just get to the site. I got stuff to do. Like, did you have to, did, did you have pushback? How did you deal with it? How do you hold tension to these habits even today to make sure that this, this culture is, is alive and well? So I think, uh, well, one, my time is, is pretty organized. So I can repetitively keep the pressure on because I think sometimes even if the owner is trying to do this with their time not properly organized, they might put pressure on it for a week and then and then a month goes by and then they put pressure on it and then two months goes by and they put pressure on it. Nothing changes, mm-hmm. nothing happens. So you've got to keep that constant pressure and I'm still a construction guy, so it's not like I ask nicely to do it. I'm like, this is not going away because I'm going to be all over <laughs> you every week. Totally. So, and construction talk, like, a, you know, Maybe throw a few swear words in there and stuff, but <laughs> the, the, like the pressure will stay on and I let them know that like, 
until you start doing this, I am going to be on you about this. Totally. Yeah. I just want to in- interrupt you. And, and I know where you're going is a really good question. I just want to ask uh, another thing I've always really appreciated about you is just the level of discipline and focus you bring to something. Have you always had that? And I'm sure that there's like a natural element to this, but what, like when and how did you become so focused in what you do? I think I've always had it to a degree when I, when I want to do something, mm-hmm. I, I, I do it. Um, I would say before I took more of the meandering approach, meandering, <laughs> but I would get there. And now through retraining of how I do things, I can get there faster. And it's super cool. Like once it starts happening, just to see how fast you can get through like your goals and just like, you know, you mm-hmm. write down all your, just even if it was the top 10 main goals in a year and how you start prioritizing stuff, you just crush those 10 goals mm-hmm. and you finish another 10 goals and how totally. it just keeps going that way. And I'm a true believer in whatever you want to do, you can do it. The only roadblock is yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more you can be open to changing yourself and, and doing things better, it just keeps getting better. And um, I've told people before, like, you know, I always want to be my own boss, but ultimately I think most business owners are like, I want to make more money. So how do we make more money? I'm going to be my own boss. It's easier to focus not on that and focus, say, on like time management and your team and the money will fall in behind itself totally. like uh-huh. with less effort and less stress and more fun. Yep. Um, if if you all you do is prioritize profit and money, I think you'll give up a lot of things along the way. Yep. Yeah, a lot of us have been there, right? You use the example of when you look at the financial statements at the end of the year and you're like, holy, we made a lot of money, but at what cost to me? Mm-hmm. Um you know, you, yeah. So to your point, like you can, you can absolutely get to a point where you're, you're making good cash, but is it really like the lifestyle that that you want to create in that team dynamic? That's another, that's another thing. Well, what does your team say about, about this now? Like, have you had feedback from project managers or, or site supers or whomever that have, uh, that have gotten with the program, so to speak? Like, do they like it? Do they hate it? Do they do it begrudgingly? Has their performance improved? Like what, what are they saying to you? I, they, they really love it. Um, a couple in particular who worked for other companies in management and, uh, you know, normal to them was 10 and 12 hours a day, Saturdays. And, uh, one in particular was working a lot of Saturdays at his previous company and he had young family. And I mean, he came over to us for the reason, the attraction of, um, kind of how I was telling him how we ran the company Mm -hmm. and he came over and he's, he lost weight. He's way happier. He has a better home life with his uh, with his wife and kids, and it's a dramatic uh, difference. And um, I mean, in the industry is very competitive for employees, and they might be able to get an offer from another company or whatnot. But they've told me that like they wouldn't take it. They would never go back to that level mm-hmm. of of chaos and workload. Because the other thing too is a lot of these are salary positions. Well, if you added up the hours and how much you were making per hour, you were probably making a lot less. <laughs> right. So um, it might be more money overall, but uh, it they're they're much happier with it. Um, I had one uh, PM when he came on board two years ago. He's the first thing I started working with him on was not like the site production and the and the schedules and all that stuff and. And like putting pressure on that, the pressure I put on him was organizing his time. Mm-hmm. Like we all have shared calendars in the in the company, so I was looking at his calendar, and I'm like, "Your calendar's blank," and like we need to do this. And I mean, he had an onboarding plan, so we went through the onboarding plan. And my top priority was just to get him organized to learn the company, learn our other staff, learn how we do things, and it was prioritizing his time to have all those things done. Um, and he thought it was weird. He's like, I've never had an owner, like mm-hmm. look at my schedule and look at my priorities and work with me on that. And, and I think that when he first started, we were doing like two GSRs a week because you know, everything's very new to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And big changes, but he, he loved it because he was working so many hours and he was super stressed out when he came over to us. And, um, like he said, he learned a lot of good construction stuff over there. But uh, a lot of lot of bad habits, and yeah. now he's way happier, like way happier. This is this is such a key piece. Like I'm I'm really 
passionate about this point because you know you could look at this conversation just purely from the angle of it's all about getting more done in a day and and it certainly does help with that but there's like this there's a well-being aspect there's mental health there's 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 confidence like there's there's an emotional spiritual side to this that this set of habits really really brings out in people it's not just about like purely productivity it's it's way more high impact on way more aspects of someone's right. life in the example of of this guy you've just brought up and how his life is improved by by implementing this stuff i think is something that everyone should learn from and and um uh, so that's that's huge. Yeah. Now I wanted to kind of end on on a question for you here. Um, w- you know, there, there's a really uh, common objection that comes up when we talk about this at conferences with with members, like just in the space in general. We, you alluded to it earlier. Um, I hear this all the time. Well. Yeah, I mean, all, all that like block scheduling stuff sounds really fancy and cool, but there's absolutely no point in doing it. My business is so dynamic. It's ever-changing. Stuff comes up. You know, going through the exercise of creating a brain dump and scheduling would be a waste of time because I'll never be able to follow it, right? So that I hear that a lot. How would, like, and I want you to address that by just giving us the three biggest things. Like, what have been the three hugest wins for you as a leader and your organization as a whole having done all of this yeah i think uh, number one is is my time um i mean before i started a business and before i had kids i i wanted to be a, a present father and, and husband so you know starting a business is you're going to go through those times where you, you have to work you don't have a big time team behind you yet you know you're working all those hours and stuff but um it's getting that uh, time back to to enjoy life because realistically, if you work so hard for all this, like what's what's the point of it at the at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, like hap- happiness. Like I'm way happier. Like I still do. I love construction. I'm doing construction still, and it's it's organized, and I'm happier day day to day. Like I actually had a client uh, that we're just working with now, and. He's, he said to me many times, I love working with you because you're always happy and you're like, you never seem stressed out. And he said, I, you know, he's older, so he's worked with contractors before and he has a, a, a family member that's contractor. And he's like, they always seem super stressed mm. out. So he actually felt better, like my happiness and my low stress, ref, like helped him through Totally. construction stressful for clients like when they're doing a building or whatever you know they're investing a lot of their money and energy into it and they feel better working yeah with me it rubs off on the people around yeah. them so happiness number one happiness and and the time and doing the things i want to do like because that's the, the happiness but uh like personal is important to me i love being outdoors i love having fun and doing stuff love getting together with friends and uh i i can do all of it there's really not much that i ever miss out on so so awesome amazing do you, amazing do you think do you think you're you know going back to the bottom line again like have you have you noticed your businesses like metrics your kpis improve as a result of this as well dramatically i mean uh i've always made money but the it called the net profit percentage changed dramatically year over year as this got better totally and, you know from myself and then to the team and it constantly got better and the growth got better, like um, the revenue growth. So we made the business bigger and better, but with low stress. Mm-hmm. You know, when the first five years was growth at high stress, now we have growth at low stress and it yeah. it goes quite well. And that's for the team too. Like, um, you know, now as the company's getting older, I have employees that have been with me 10 and mm-hmm. 8 and 7 right. years and they're they're still invested in the company. They, they feel that they've built part of this company and they're happy to be part of this company. So even though I'm happy, I'm creating happier lives for other people as well, which is a really totally. nice feeling. That long-term continuity is so powerful, especially as, as you get into the years of the business, like where you can have people that, that understand it from the early days and, and can, can really grow and develop and take high, higher and higher level leadership roles. You can only do that if you give them a good experience, right? And to what Ryan was, was saying with the, in that example of that one person, one of the best ways to really 
to retain people and have them so bought in and love what they're doing is, is to care about them and not only their performance, but their enjoyment there. And if you as a boss, if that's your MO and your focus with them, it'll pay back in dividends, right? Absolutely. Ryan, um, this has been a really awesome conversation. I think people are going to get a ton of value uh, just from listening, your insight, the steps that you follow. And I want to thank you for being here. So thanks. Thanks, thanks a lot. Awesome. Us. Thanks, Ryan. It was, it was awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, if you enjoyed this show, hit that subscribe button. It's what allows us to produce more awesome content for you totally for free.